Hi everyone and welcome to The Awkward Stare, where three like-minded ladies of color discuss various topics through their very awkward lenses. We hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In this episode of The Awkward Stare, we are discussing shifting the mind in order for us to achieve our goals and diving deeper into what that looks like for us here at The Awkward Stare. So, story time. What is the most effective way to create self-change and shift the mind in order to achieve your goals? We will dive deeper and discuss meditation and creating change by diving into what causes the hindrances in achieving one's goals or not quitting and fighting the resistance. So every New Year's, I'll set a goal to make a resolution. I'll try to create an elaborate plan as to how I'm going to execute these new goals. I'll spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of money on books, notebooks, pens, and magazines for new vision boards and etc. And do earth thing I thought I'm supposed to be doing. I'll start off good for the first two weeks. Then I quickly fall back to my old habits resulting in disappointment of myself. However, in the past two years, I've tried something different. I've set no goals or resolutions. I've just started working on what I need to work on without thinking much about it, just doing it. I realized that the overthought of the expectations of the end results was making the process of self-change feel like more work. The more I thought about it as work, the less I wanted to do it. And my brain and its programmed habits and thoughts would start telling me it can wait till tomorrow. You're tired. You're work hard today already. Take a break, just fall back into my programmed comfort zone. So we're talking about shifting the mind and not creating, not doing resolutions or goal setting per se, but just creating change and doing things a little bit differently and shifting the mind. So like I said, for me, you know, I would think about it every year. I would have to set a goal or set, you know, some resolutions and then I'd write it down and I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to work out every day, you know, and I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to start working on that pants or whatever, the, whatever it is that I wanted to do. And then I'd start off good, start off going to the gym for the two weeks. And like every day I'm like pumped, I'm excited. And then after a while, it's like, okay, I'm in the same routine. Like, oh, I'm tired, making excuses. All right, you work so hard at work today. You deserve a break. You should go out and have that drink. Like, that's more fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and like just doing those things. So what are ways that you guys feel like you needed to start shifting your mindset and creating new habits? What are things that worked for you? What are things that didn't work for you? Well, I'll say this. Like last year, I, 2019, I created this full-on plan. Not only goals, but I wrote down like a little plan and every section of my life had like a, a goal associated with the plan and the plan had um, this is what I'm going to do every week. And it was really complicated and convoluted. 
And about two months into the year, about March, I got very burnt out because I wanted to do all these crazy things. You know, I wanted to do a lot. I wanted to do that. It wasn't crazy, but it was a lot. And this year I looked at myself and I wasn't really flexible with myself last year. And I keep on talking about flexibility, why it's so important. And this year I did create goals still. I still have like the same goals, but I told myself I'm going to definitely be flexible. I'm going to, I'm using my manifestation book, which is more like, hey, these are all the things I want to see in my life um, Mm -hmm. come together. But I'm also just creating progress, um, like processes, not, you know, in my life where it's more like these are the things that feel good to do every day. These are the things that feel good to do every week. And I want to continue doing these things and just expanding on that rather than saying these are hard and fast rules for myself and I have to get them done. And if I don't get them done, it's the death of me because mm-hmm. it doesn't work. I'm not going to get anything done. So mm-hmm. I'm just working on like dealing with the process and I think that there's there was an article by someone named James Clear that I read about falling in love with the process of things not just your goal but just the process because even if you achieve your goal I mean is that it (laughs) you know what I mean are you just working and then what and then you fall off or whatever so I'm just working towards like just making sure I feel good about it like I love writing Mm -hmm. I love um, working out. I love, I want to see my film come, my short film come to fruition. So things like that I want to work on, but I'm not going to give myself a hard and fast deadline to get anything done per se, only because I know that these, these are creative endeavors and they take time. And also just like letting life happen to me, like not letting life happen to me, but more like, enjoying being in the flow of life because things are going to come up and I want to be able to balance them and I want to be able to be flexible with myself and not say everything just goes into garbage (laughs) right and I I, that's that's how I want to live my life so this year from this year to last year I think the one thing I've changed is I said I'm going to be flexible with myself I'm going to make things happen but I also have to make sure that I'm living um, and I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So like, I've never been one for resolutions or any of that stuff only because I know myself and what I tend to do is just, I don't like planning too much because I feel like life does what it wants if you let it. So that's how I've always lived. So it's interesting because in the last few years, I want to say I've tried to be more intentional about what I tell myself and I've not always been good at it but one thing that I noticed about this year that's been drastically different in how I've approached things was I like listened to myself from before the year even ended and I didn't beat myself up for feeling like well I started really honestly I started beating myself up at the end of last year or toward the end of last year like November or so when I looked back and I did my review of the year I looked back at my journal entries and I realized all the things that I set out, or not all the things, but some of the things that I set out to do or make changes about, nothing really changed from 2018 to 2019. So I was really frustrated myself at the end of last year. So rolling from 2019 to 2020, I kind of said, okay, so what are you feeling that you need to do now? And one thing that kept coming up for me was figuring out what my life mission was, not just my year mission. So mm. figuring out what is it that 
I want to do with my life, like overall, like what is it that I want to do? And so one thing that kept coming up for me was I want to be able to have people tell stories. So um, I dealt with a lot of death at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, people that might not have known closely or personally, but it were people in my circle and mm. I was going to a lot of funerals and stuff. So, and I was listening to like the preachers and people, you know, in the pulpit talking about these people. And it was always, you know, interesting stories. And they weren't always nice in the sense that, you know, some people were people who cursed people out a lot and whatever. But I feel like they all added to the story of who these people were. And I'm like, what would people say about me? Not at my death necessarily, but just in general, like when they walk away and they tell somebody, oh, I met this, you know, woman named Natasha, like what? What was she like? What are people going to say? So um, one thing that I feel like for me is a, a a goal is like, okay, so what are the stories I want to be told about me and what are the stories I'm telling about myself to myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just figuring out what that general mission of my life is and just knowing that I want it to be about stories and what those stories look like, whether they're good or bad, but what are those stories going to look like? Right. And so, yeah, that's been my my main goal, trying to figure out what my mission is, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by the storytelling of of who I am as being Natasha. So it's kind of vague, but that's that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, I don't know there's a lot that has changed. I stopped setting goals and I just started doing the things that I needed to do what happened was I read the book called The War of Art. I used to live in the Bahamas. When I was in the Bahamas, I was feeling stuck. And but I was in the I felt like I was in the middle of like an awakening where I was very self-aware and like I felt like I was changing. And so I started reading more books and I and I came across the book called The War of Art. And The War of Art is by Stephen Pressfield and it talks about um the resistance that a person feels when you're feeling stuck, you want to write a book or you want to do anything, create any type of change in your life and you feel stuck. And that feeling of being stuck, what he described it as almost like a demon, like a devil that is like sitting on you, like feeding off that, that negative low vibrational energy of being stuck and you just have to push through that. And so that's something that for me was life-changing where I was like, oh shit, I do feel like something is weighing down on me whenever it is that I want to do something or whenever it is that I want to execute anything. Again, those thoughts of, you know, not today, tomorrow. Oh, you're tired. You worked hard, whatever. So I started to push past that, like, no, not today, devil. If I would feel that, I would move. So I got in the habit of moving. If I felt stuck, I'd get up and start cleaning. If I feel stuck, I'll get up and start doing something. Mm-hmm. So that's something that like definitely made me change and break those old habits. Start actually like executing on certain things that I wanted to do where like I made working out a priority and waking up early a priority, setting out a routine where I'm like being productive. Right. So, and, and it really like changed me. Mm-hmm. And so this year I, it's not more, I didn't set any resolutions or anything, 
there are a lot of goals that I want to reach. I I want to become a, a certified uh, Kemetic yoga instructor, and I want to be a Kundalini yoga instructor. I want to make my um, crystal business a, a, a successful one, which it will be because I'm putting it out there. And um, Amen. And, and another big thing, so I listened to Russell Brand. He has like an eight-step program that he made free, but it's not free anymore. But he made free for like the first couple of days of January. Mm-hmm. And then um, he talked about being of service. And so now that's the thing for me. It's like, I want to be of service. I feel like that's my purpose is being of service. Right. Like, how can I, but without being depleting, you know, de- depleting myself, because you put yourself out there and, you know, people do take advantage of that. They try their best to. So you have to be aware of self and, and know where to draw the line and, and say, no, this is not okay. Or no, I am not doing this. Do you think being of service, it's something that anybody or most people on a high vibration or are trying to achieve that, they've, they feel like that's something they, they need to do anyway? Yeah. Yes, because most people who are out there now that I see since you brought that to my attention, they all say that they feel like they need to share and they need to help. And, you know, they reached a point in their life where now they're okay with self. So now they can help other people and Mm -hmm. be of service to other people. And now I feel like I've reached that point where I can be of service to other people, whatever way I can be of service to anyone. I want to help like genuinely. Mm-hmm. build your own cup right <laughs> I feel like I feel like and this is like n- not in disagreement but like I feel like there's a point in our lives where when we're little we're like I want to be a lawyer I want to be a doctor I want to be a teacher I want to be all these things that really mm-hmm. require you to be in service of people and then we get to this point in the middle where we just we're all about self and then now you know if you get to the point where you're thinking on a different or a higher vibration, as they say, like you really want to be of service to people. And so I always wonder when people say that, like what they mean exactly, because when a child says it, I feel like it's no different than when most people say, I want to, I want to be a doctor because, you know, my, you know, my mom lost her leg and Mm -hmm. I wish I could have helped her, you know, what do we mean when we say that? Sometimes I just wonder when people say that, like what? What does that mean? I think it's like you've reached the point of you fi- you filled yourself up with so much love because last year my my main thing was lead with love, flowing through life with ease and grace, always doing these self affirmations that I build myself up a lot. I, I do it every morning still to this day, um, where I'm like constantly having to build myself up or not having to, I just do it. It's just habit now. So now I'm like, if I, if I'm leading with love genuinely, I feel like now I can give up the overflow. Now I can be open to other people, whatever my story is, if it can help someone else, I'm like all about it. Whereas before I'd be closed off or guarded or whatever, you know, like if someone's genuinely wants help or advice or however I can help, 
I just want to be able to do that. I, I think another thing is about kids um, wanting to be of service naturally is that we understand, like, when we come into this life or whatever, just from a anthropological standpoint, I guess, people are, people need people. And we know this. Right. Once we come into life, like, we need each other in order mm-hmm. to survive. It's just a survival thing. But then our society is predicated on, or the society, Western society we live is like me first. And we learn these alternate ideas about how we're supposed to go about living this life. And then when we start doing the work on ourselves again, and we come to a point where we're like, wait a minute, again, we need each other. And so I want to be in service of my brother, my sister, you know, that person next to me, because that's actually what we're here for. And I, mm-hmm. I that's what I feel. It's not, we, we kind of are trained to think that we're not in need of each other when in, mm-hmm. in fact we are, we need each other for survival. So I think it's just that you, it's like a coming back to knowing that you're a part of a tribe, a coming mm-hmm. back to that right. what's important is me knowing that my survival my happiness is also tied to the next person. We're all connected. And it's this connectivity that is important. That's that's my take on it. I don't know if that's true, but that's how I see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's that too, yeah. You know, it it takes it takes a, a, a I think a level of I guess doing that work where you face yourself and you face the ugly of yourself. So that that's yeah. all part of shifting your mind is like you start these processes and it all starts with going inside and I know everyone hears this a million and one times but it's true when you go within and you come out of this construct this unnatural matrix and you go inside and you face yourself and you face your thoughts and you can see like all right I gotta work on these things it starts with that as well like you have to look at yourself and say, you know what? I'm a fucked up ass person. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Maybe I'm a little bit fucking self. Maybe I curse too fucking much, but I'm cool with that. Like, and being mm-hmm. okay with the good and the bad. Don't attack mm-hmm. yourself. So many times people like are so uh, stuck on this. Oh, there's this good and there's this bad. No, it's all one thing. All one thing. You're yin and yang. <laughs> We live in, in is duality. So you got to accept your being human. Right. Yeah. It's all accept part of being a human. Got to face that ugly in yourself. And you got to say, you know what, ugly, I love you too. And that's how you like start to shift your brain, switch your perspective up about a lot of things. There's a lot of people have a lot of traumas that they don't address. They hide behind that stuff. Like... If you go and address and look at that trauma in the face, it won't affect you as much. You won't be mm-hmm. triggered as much. Like the more you do that, the the more you start to shift the brain. Right. And I think it's it like one thing I, I I would say also is that so I do shadow work, um, but I think that we were told certain things about ourselves and that are not good or whatever the case may be. And we like get it into our head that 
this is the way you're supposed to be. So I'm going to try to be this thing. And like, we don't realize that when we, you know, divorce ourselves from another part of ourselves, it's still there. It's still mm-hmm. lurking under the surface and it's going to come out and it comes out in the weirdest, wackiest ways anyway. So once you start to come back to that part of yourself and say, you know, I understand I, I exist on a teeter totter or whatever, and it's still there and you accept it, you realize you have more control over oneself. Mm-hmm. So, and that's right. what mm-hmm. I guess I'm still working towards that, but it is something that you have to, for me, it's something that I definitely realize it's an important aspect of just achieving anything mm-hmm. in my own life. Yeah, I think where I'm at is just like, I asked that question because I feel like I'm at a point where I don't even know if it's a stage or something you consider a stage, but I'm at a point where I've like watched YouTube videos and I've done all these things and I've implemented them, but I'm at a point of doubt in some ways where I guess it's where my, I'm here and I'm just, I just need to be paying attention and like maybe learning something new that I haven't learned before, I haven't been able to see before. So that's why I asked those questions because I know that I could be doing more, but I'm at this weird place where I'm just kind of questioning everything that I thought I knew and I thought I understood. That's a and good then thing. Going forward to say, okay, well, what's next? Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. You should be questioning these things and it's a it's an unlearning. Yeah. It's an unlearning process. And a relearning process. You got to reprogram your brain to, to not do what it normally does. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you use the questioning it because then it's like now you have to be able to rely on yourself to say, okay, what do I really believe? Yeah. And, and lean in on that questions and what do these questions actually mean for me? And what, is, what do they mean for the next stage in my existence? Because I think we take certain knowledge for granted this is how life is so this is what it's going to be this is what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do so this is what I'm going to do instead of like saying huh is it what I'm supposed to do and we just don't get curious about what we're actually thinking about so Mm -hmm. I think that that's a start of something and right those questions are a start of something that's brewing inside of you right yeah, it's a, tie- it's a it's a process where I'm just like constantly, everything's a question. Everything is like, well, why am I scared to write this email? I've written emails before. That. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a little question. It's like, why did I choose this pen over that pen? I mean, you know, that they both write black, but I like the way this one writes better. But why do I like it? It's just like all these questions. <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid. And it's, it gets frustrating and tired, but it's almost like I can't turn it off. So mm-hmm. everything is a, a question. And, and I think at some point I still struggle with like not wanting to offend anybody. So even when I ask the question, well, what would you, what little kids say, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. if they want it. So it's like, I, I struggle wanna, with that too. Yeah. It's just a point of a lot of questions and not wanting to offend, but at the same time needing the answer, because if I don't have the answer, I feel like I can't move to the next thing, but I'm just yeah. saying. It's your world. Well, but but it's our world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like worlds within worlds. We're like yeah, all intermingled. But it's like um, what I think is also a big thing is like you questioning 
things right because you want to understand why certain things are the way they are and I did that too I used to be like okay well why does this upset me so much okay and then I'll go back what I literally would do is go all the way back in my brain to like the very first thing that triggered that upsetness it might have been I was might have been five years old when it happened but I'll be like okay this I don't like this because of this okay I see what happened all right now I know now I'm aware of it now I can move past that right like don't live in that you know you gotta trust this process we as people I believe humans we chose to be here and I don't believe that we were put here to fail and I do believe that you have some control over your mind as far as you can change your perspective, you can't really change or you can't really control the outcome of certain things, but you can ch- control how you view it. And reaction to it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can control how it affects you. You can be aware of it. If something triggered a, an emotion, a, a negative emotion, like anxiety or whatever, be aware of that and say, OK, well, what triggered that? whatever questions you're asking go back in your mind you can move past it it's like it no longer controls you you know what i'm saying yeah like yeah i think the questions you ask you can log it and understand that the answer might not be immediate the Mm -hmm. answer might be Mm -hmm. along the journey like oh okay i have this question but let me trust that the journey is going to bring me the answer Mm -hmm. in in the at the right time and the right circumstance and then you you have it, but you do have to move forward on it. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, you might not know, like, oh, exactly the right quote unquote step to take, but you know, your higher self knows the right steps to take. So just trust in that process is, is mm-hmm. very important. I might not know the, the right answer to this question, or I might not know the right step, but I know some part of me does. And just mm-hmm. knowing that might be yeah. all the more. <laughs> part of it than anything else i watched another youtube video because this is what i do because i'm always <laughs> watching youtube videos about everything aliens freaking <laughs> everything but this guy was talking about like how you randomly wake up in the middle of the night sometimes between the hours of three and five and normally you would like force yourself to go back to sleep but you get the most creative ideas and sometimes those answers that you're looking for would come to you at that time if you get up and actually like ground yourself and focus for a little bit you know what I'm saying and write down whatever it is that will woke you up and you start to write mm-hmm. like those answers will come wow interesting mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting I'm like oh okay that makes think- sense from now think, on, because I've been I mean, waking up all week at those times and I haven't been getting really? any sleep, so I need to be writing. <laughs> yes, Probably. yes. He was saying the most creative people always wake up at that time and the best ideas and the best stuff come to them at that time. That says something because my ass don't wake up in the night. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we should you be taping during those hours. Like. <laughs> Word. 
And I always wake up at that. Like, I'm always up between three and five. Like, always. Right. Not unless I got to pee. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, why are you waking me up now? I should be writing or doing something. I used wow. to do it, actually. But I think the way my mornings are set up these days. No, don't think about the mornings, how, it, how they're set up. <laughs> Because, oh, okay. We're just gonna we're just gonna go with it. We're just gonna go with how we feel, and we're gonna wake up when we want to now, and just mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> and right, right. But just create small habits, small changes, and don't don't be hard on yourself because that's something that we do as humans is we kick ourselves in the ass every time we fail or think we didn't succeed at something. So just being patient with self and like creating those small changes, write it down, look at it on paper. That's something that I do a lot. I, that's mm-hmm. part of my manifestation works that I do. I just write my shit down that I want to happen, that I, I affirmations that I want for myself. But even if I don't do it right away, I think subconsciously you start to reprogram yourself when you do that. Yeah. Let's make 2020 great. Yep, definitely. Agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, move on start to wrap things up so getting into the crystal segment so I chose a crystal to assist in creating change so for the past few years I've been incorporating crystals in my life to assist me in dealing with my daily day-to-day stresses and maintaining a high vibrational state the first crystal that I'll recommend to assist you with changing the mind and breaking habits that hinder progress is amethyst, which amethyst has many, many uses. It's a really good beginner crystal, but it also has many uses and you can incorporate it with everything. And, you know, this is also an excellent starter stone for those who are now getting into crystal healing. It's a sobriety stone. So it helps you break bad habits. It brings stability, peace, calm, balance, and courage and inner strengths and promotes confidence. So I think that's a really good crystal to assist in creating change. Nice. Okay, guys. So we reached the end of another great show. If you have any questions, comments, or stories you want to share with us, please email us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Again, that is theawkwardstare at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Peace.